What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If you guys haven't listened to us before, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. If you are listening to us on one of your podcasting apps, be sure to check us out on Facebook. We are in a group under The Stoop Life. You can find that right there. If you're watching us on Facebook, make sure you check us out on all podcasting platforms under The Stoop Life. You can find us on there. We got all of our podcasts on there. We got breakdowns, debates, all that type of stuff that you can watch. Phenomenal stuff to watch. So go back and check that out. We also have a new Twitter. So be sure to check us out on Twitter. It's also at the.stooplife. Check that one out. And be sure to check us out on YouTube at Stoop Knockout. We're all over the place. So be sure to check us out on there. We got a lot of content coming for you guys. A lot of breakdowns. We do a lot of picks to make you guys money, especially on Twitter. We just started that. So check that out. Now today, today we just want to do a quick breakdown of UFC 283, which was last night. And for those of you that watched that fight card, it was a phenomenal fight card. There was a lot of finishes, a lot of action, and the main card didn't disappoint at all. The main card, the five main fights were absolute phenomenal. So we're going to give you guys a little breakdown of that and what we think the next fights can be. There's a lot of stuff that can happen in, in UFC that you never know about. So we're going to make our predictions and what we think should happen. So we're going to start off with the co-main event. And we'll talk about the Brandon Moreno-Davidson-Figueredo fight. That was probably the most anticipated fight on the fight card. It was the fourth time they were fighting. They were 1-1-1 one, one, one coming into the fight. We were in Figueredo's hometown of Brazil. He was the champion. The interim champion was Moreno. A lot of people didn't really know what to expect here. I think a lot of people thought Figueredo was going to win, but they were rooting for Moreno. That's how we were on Stoop Life. I thought it was going to be a great fight, which it was. Moreno won the title back by doctor's stoppage TKO in round three. Now, a lot of times I hate when the doctors stop it. But if you would have watched the fight, if you haven't, go back and check out Davidson Figueredo's eye. Brandon Moreno fucked this dude up. He hit him with a barrage of punches, elbows, everything. This dude couldn't open up his eye. Now, a lot of times, like, in a title fight like that, the judges, I mean, not judges, the refs, will let the guys continue to fight. Not when they can't open up their eye, though. My guy literally couldn't open up his one eye. Couldn't even open up a little bit to see. It was that bad. Like, he got his ass beat in. Dr. Stoppage, it was a great one. You know, uh, the co-main event was a huge fight. Like I said, it was the fourth time to determine the destiny of the UFC flyweight title. And of course, we got a new champion. Figueredo has announced he's going to be moving up. Now, Moreno left no doubts that this is his time. He controlled the fight. He had outstanding takedowns. His boxing looked sharp as ever. He looked like a Mexican boxing warrior in there. He hit, he hit Figueredo with a left hook that actually, like, broke his fucking eye. Figueredo's eye was literally broken. <laughs> it was gone. Couldn't use it. He uh, ended up stopping the fight, winning it. Like I said, Miranda's the champion. Figueredo lost. So we're down more in on the champion here. Since Figueredo's moving up in weight class, I'm not going to even come to a prediction of, of who he can fight. We don't know. He was a former champion. He just fought in the title shot. He can get a lot of fights. But he's moving up. 
We don't know. So we're going to stick with the, the flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno here. And in my honest opinion, there's not a lot of people for Brandon Moreno to fight. We could start with a few guys. Kaya K. France. Everybody likes him. Moreno beat him already. We can talk by Brandon Roy Val. He's on a win streak as well. He's one of the top contenders in the division. Moreno beat him as well. So that leaves one guy, and I, the guy I think is going to be the fight. And it's kind of ironic because this guy, if he fights Moreno, it'll be the third fight. So we got another trilogy fight for Brandon Moreno. However, Brandon Moreno is on the opposite side of this one. He's 0-2 against this guy. I'm talking about Alexandre Pantoja. Now, Pantoja is 2-0 against Moreno. He beat him in 2009 with a round three TKO. And he beat him in 2018 with a unanimous decision. So he, he basically beat the two versions of Brandon Moreno that we have seen in the UFC. He beat the old one that got cut, and he beat the new one that's the champion. Since then, Pantoja's on a 6-3 and three record. He's won three in a row. He beat Askarov, who, in my opinion, would be the rightful guy to get the title. However, he had an abrupt retirement, so he's no longer available. But he did beat him. He beat. He lost to Figueredo, and he lost to Ortiz. That's it. So he lost to all three of those guys, and Askarov's out of the picture. The next two guys in line I already mentioned, Roy Val in France. You know, um... So I think it's finally time that we see a title fight now that isn't Moreno and Figueredo. So why not be between the two men that have already fought before that Brandon Moreno has lost to twice? It kind of reminds me of the Israel Adesanya versus Alex Perea fight. How Perea beats the guy. It's a championship fight. The champion's the guy that lost. So I kind of like this fight. It's an intriguing fight because Moreno's 0-2 against the guy. So is this guy going to have his number again? Like like Adesanya lost to, to Perea? Or is Moreno going to show that he's the champion? This is his division, and he's going to beat the guy and go 2-1. And, and maybe down the road make another four, maybe even a five-fight matchup against this guy. But I think Moreno versus Pantoja 3 is the fight to make. And based off of how I've seen these guys lately, I, I, I just think there's no way that uh, you don't make this fight. And I don't think there's any way that Moreno isn't the favorite in this fight. It's not very often that you get a guy that's 0-2 against someone and they're favorite in the third fight. But I think Moreno is a different animal right now. He's got a different level of, of hungry hungriness to him to prove to himself and to prove to the division and the UFC that he's the guy. So I think... There's no way that you don't make this fight. And I got Brandon Moreno winning it. You put Brandon Moreno against anyone in this division, I, I don't see any of them beating him. So Brandon Moreno is going to have a, a long title stance in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see. Now we'll go to the main event. We got Jamal Hill, Glover Teixeira. Shout out to Glover Teixeira for literally being a real life Rocky. However, he didn't win, so we can't call him Rocky. But this guy's like a legit zombie. This guy took at least 12, 15 head kicks, and he kept pushing forward. He got stunned one total time in the whole fight, but he kept going. There was multiple times in this fight when you thought, wow, like Glover Teixeira is done. I'm pretty sure the referee knew it was probably going to be his last fight. 
Otherwise, they probably would have stopped the fight because this dude looked like he got thrown through, you know, a shredder. His face was destroyed. He had a cut on every single part of his face. He was bleeding everywhere. But he kept coming. He kept, he kept literally stalking downhill. And I got to give Hill props. Hill stuck to his game plan. He kept the distance. He kept his jabs. And he kept coming with the hooks. Phenomenal game plan by Hill. Phenomenal coaching by him. The striking was phenomenal. Jamal Hill, hell of a champion. Glover Teixeira, heart of a warrior. Great career. Props to you for having a phenomenal career that you had. But Jamal Hill is now our champion. After the lackluster performance that we got in the last light heavyweight title fight between Ankalev and Jan, this was actually a shocker. This was a great, great treat for UFC fans to see this fight because they beat the living hell out of each other. Phenomenal fight. So, what's next for Jamal Hill? Jamal Hill already has stated that he's willing to wait for Jerry Prochaska to fight. However, Prochaska is not going to be available till late 2023 to fight. If he's even available to fight this year because of his shoulder surgery. We all know. Jerry's the champ. But, Jamal Hill beat Glover better than Jerry did. So, who is really the champion? They both beat the same guy, got the title. So, I mean... Which guy's the champion? I think that fight would be an absolute fireworks show. Prochaska, like I said, did not have his title taken away. He was forced to give it away because of an injury. And Hill apparently seems that he wants to take some time to rest. So that seems like it's the fight to make. However, we already know how the UFC is. They want, they want fights to happen. So I think... Hill versus Jerry is the fight to make, the fight to wait for, the rifle title fight. But if the UFC wants to move in another direction, there's a couple guys out there that they can make. If you're on Twitter, you got Alex Perea, Poton, calling out Jamal Hill. He wants that fight. We already know Alex Perea can make that wait. So if the UFC wants to make another uh, potential headline of champ versus champ, we got one that they can make. And I think that fight would be great. The crazy thing is, I think Perea is the perfect opponent for Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill likes to strike. He's very accurate with his strikes. So is Perea. I think it'd be a great fight. I mean, I don't know who would win, but I think that's a great fight to make. Now, if they don't want to make them fights, there's really, like, who do you do? Do you give it to Ankalev or Jan? They both sucked in the last fight. Or do you give it to Anthony Smith, who was the filling guy? Either way, I don't like any of them fights. I think the UFC is going to hold out for Hill. So I see that happening. I see Hill and Jerry hold out. I think that's going to be a fight to make. We got another interesting fight right here. We got, we got Gilbert Burns. Now, Gilbert Burns lost his last fight to Hamzat. But if you're a UFC fan, the way that he lost, it's a win. It was a win. That's not a mark on his resume. That's going to not knock him down to anything. He's still right there for title contention. He absolutely dominated Neil Magny. Exactly like he said he was going to do. Gilbert Burns is one of the guys that you ain't going to easily beat this guy. He's good at pretty much everything. He can stand up. He can wrestle. He's strong as fuck. Good fight. The only fight I want to see is the fight that Gilbert Burns called out himself. I want to see Gilbert Burns versus Colby Chaos Covington. Now, I'm not the only one that wants to see this fight. 
I'm not the only one. There's a lot of fans out there that want to see Colby Covington get humbled by Burns. Perhaps even to buy a pay-per-view to see this fight. I hate Colby Covington. He's a great fighter, though. But it seems like Colby Covington doesn't want to fight unless it's an easy win or a title shot. And Gilbert Burns ain't no easy win. It's not a title shot. So we'll see what happens. I feel like in order for him to stay in the rankings, Colby, he needs to take this fight. You, you got to take a top five guy. If you want to get a title shot again, you beat a guy like Burns. Otherwise, go box, get out of your contract, move division, something. Just get the fuck out of here, Colby. But Gilbert Burns versus Colby Covington would be an absolute fireworks show. That's the fight to make. Make that happen. However, that might not happen. So what other options do we have for Gilbert Burns? We got a couple guys they can make. We can have a guy that's ranked below him and Jeff Neal, who's on a, a two-fight win streak, knocked out uh, Vincente Luque, beat Ponzinibbio. He's looked phenomenal in his last couple fights. We can get a contender shot there. Uh, Gilbert Burns probably wouldn't be necessarily guaranteed a title shot with that win. But it would put him right there. It would keep him where he's at. It would keep him active against a guy that's surging in the division. Or we can put him against a guy that could easily be the number one contender, Bilal Muhammad. We got Bilal Muhammad on like eight or nine fight win streak. This guy's been dominating people. But people don't like, people don't like this guy. Why? Because he's not really that good at anything. But he's pretty decent at everything. He's not very entertaining. But he picks you apart. I think that's an interesting fight to make. Gilbert Burns versus Bilal Muhammad. This guy's beat, knocked out Brady. He's dominated Vincente Luque. He beats Wonderboy Thompson. All similar opponents that Gilbert Burns beat. He beat him in a different one. If Kobe Covington ain't active, why not make a number one contender fight between Bilal and Gilbert Burns? You ain't going to do Gilbert versus Hamzat again. So why not do these guys? Winner gets uh, either a title shot or they get Hamza again. I think that's a hell of a fight to make. I would like that fight, especially if it's Colby. So that's the fight to make for me. Burns versus Colby. I say lock that one in. <coughs> Next fight on here, we got Jessica Andrash. Didn't knock her out or anything, but absolutely mauled the shit out of her. Killed Murphy. Just whooped her ass left and right. Every minute of the fight. After the fight, Jessica Andrade called out Wele Zhang. Zhang's champion. Zhang beat Andrade. However, Zhang knocked her out in 42 seconds in round one back in August of 2019. It's 2023. Andrade's been dominating. The only people Andrade loses to is the champions. Literally all she loses to. That's it. Since their first fight that they had, Andrade has improved tremendously. Zhang, the first time, shocked everybody with that 42-second knockout. Zhang has also gotten better. Both fighters are coming forward and willing to exchange big punches in the pocket. It's an entertainment fight. Who else is there really to make a fight with? Who really deserves a title shot against Zhang? Rose doesn't deserve shit after her last fight. Carla just lost. She's boring as hell. You, you could put Amanda Lamos in there, but Andrade just had one of the best submissions ever in female fighting against her. 
this fight's going to happen. This fight's going to be made. It's going to be a great fight. Um, I don't know who's going to be favorite. Probably Zhang. She's a champion. But I like Andrade as an underdog. If she's anything above plus 200, I think Andrade can steal this fight. Depending on where it's at as well. So I think Andrade versus Weile Zhang 2 is the fight to make. Going to be an epic battle there too. I like that. I like that matchup. Now our, our last fight on the card, we have Johnny Walker versus Paul Craig. I knew this fight was going to end. I thought Paul Craig was going to submit him because Johnny Walker has that tendency to step in and get taken down and kind of showboat and lose. Johnny Walker impressed everybody here. Johnny Walker is really an asterisk to the division because he's two guys. You got one guy who could literally be the champion of the world and another guy who can be on Bellatar. Which guy shows up? The last two fights... The UFC champion type of Johnny Walker showed up. This man absolutely dominated Paul Craig. Knocked his ass out quick as hell. Before that, you know, he's beat uh, Kudaleba. He's beat a couple other guys. But he's lost to a couple guys in the top of the division as well. He got knocked out by uh, Hill, the champion. He's got lost by unanimous decision to Santos and Krylov, who are both in the top. So it's like, who do you make a fight for Johnny Walker? He's right there. Like, he's, he's an oddball. On the one hand, you can make a contender matchup. A guy who I talked about earlier, Anthony Smith. You can make a contender matchup. Anthony Smith's ranked number six. He's three of his last four, only losing to Magomed Ankalaev, who just fought for the title. Walker's trying to restore that hype that he lost. By winning two in a row. And he's trying to get another top 10 opponent. But it's going to be Anthony Smith. Does the UFC want Anthony Smith to get that fight. Considering the fact that he was a backup fighter for the fight. And he missed weight. I don't know. However. Like I just said. I feel like. Both these guys are. Asterisks to the division. They can show up and be dominant. Or they can just look like shit. There's no in between with them. So if we get these guys into the ring and they both look like they're dominant, this could be a great, great fight. You got Walker's dynamic, unorthodox striking, could knock out Smith early. But then you got Anthony Smith, who's one of the toughest motherfuckers out there. His Muay Thai and outstanding submissions could allow him to finish the round fight early or later. But that's the fight to make. But if Anthony Smith isn't the fight to make, there's a couple other guys out there. You can make a rematch of Ozdemir, who we lost to, who's also a guy that could restore him, getting, a, getting one of them notches on his belt that he lost to recapture a win against. Or Rakic. If Rakic's healthy, why not make him up there to contend? He could be a possibility. But if I was making the fight, Walker versus Smith is the fight to make there. We got a couple guys on the undercard that I want to talk about as well. Jolton Almeida. Knockout round two. This guy's unbelievable. He's, he's a heavyweight force that's going to be up there. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal fighter. In my opinion, this guy deserves a top 15 heavyweight fight already. He should get a guy like Ivanov, Spivak, Romanov, or Dayukis. One of them bottom 15 heavyweights this guy could get. A guy that's going to stand up and be able to take a punch with him. I'm curious to see what they do with Almeida. 
I hope they don't baby him into getting fights like they do with a lot of these other fighters. But, man, I'm telling you, this guy could stand and bang with anybody. He could very quickly be a guy like Alex Perea who goes from unranked to champion. Unfortunately, John Jones or Gain or Stipe, one of them's going to be up there. But, I mean, I can see this guy fighting with any of them guys with the way he, he's so strong, fast, quick, hits hard as a fucking brick. So I'm curious to see who Almeida gets. In my opinion, like I said, Jordan Almeida should get a top 15 fight. I'm hoping to see that on his next card. I want him to see a pay-per-view fight for this guy. Top 15 opponent. We got two other guys I want to talk about. Brothers. We got Ishmael Bonfim and Gabrielle Bonfim. Both of them getting phenomenal wins. We're going to start with Ishmael. Knocked out McKinney. Everybody had McKinney winning. Everyone thought McKinney was going to win, including everyone on this podcast. He knocked him the fuck out. One of the uh, already knockout of the year so far already. Knee to the face against the cage, flattened him out. Unbelievable. I was pissed because it ruined my one parlay, and I thought that was the steal of the night because McKinney was only minus one, like, 25, and I thought, wow, that's pretty good odds for a guy that has the ability of McKinney. Now, McKinney, in my opinion, doesn't fall. I feel like you get a knockout like that, that's just, that's how the night goes. But Bonfim, to have the ability to dominate a guy like that and win, he's 19-3. and He's been around MMA for a while. Now, in my opinion, the division he's in is not that strong, so he should get a top 15 opponent. I would like to see this guy fight someone like a Drew Dober or uh, a Grant Dawson. Or a Moicano. One of them guys on the bottom that's also surging. Or Moicano and Dober is kind of like floating around. I think that would be a phenomenal fight. Now as for the brother, Gabrielle. 14 and a 49 second knockout statement win. This guy deserves top 20 fight as well. Now if you look at opponents that he could fight. We're talking about Nico Price. Means or Gunnar Nelson. A veteran of the game. That is not probably going to win a title, but someone to test this guy. I think that would be a great fight. Either way, we had a great UFC pay-per-view card. We got a couple other ones coming up. We got Israel, not not Israel, we got Islam, Makachev versus Volkanovski coming up. We got Jones versus Gain coming up. We got Usman versus Edwards coming up. Plus a whole slew of other fights. So be sure to tune in. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts with our picks. We're going to be posting them a lot on Twitter. So be sure to check that out. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff with it. We love UFC. There's always UFC fights on like every weekend. So be sure to tune in. We're going to be giving you our picks, giving you our plays, helping you win money, get informed on the fights that are going to happen. So enjoy it. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Rest of the weekend. We'll catch you all later. Peace out.